right, advertiser time. So, first off, our OG sponsor, Sinister Jerky. Use code KINGDOM, that's K-I-N-G-D-O-M, at checkout at www.sinisterjerky.com. Grab yourself a nice little discount. And also, this podcast is powered by Balls Garara. Grab life by the balls. And with that said, let's go on with the podcast. My newborn daughter farts, it's a shark, and then she cries because she wants me to change her diaper. So it's like I'm just constantly changing diapers at an unprecedented level. And with that said, welcome back to Castle Comps, episode 99. Today we have a treat. Today we have two people in the group. Today we have Fallen Neophyte, we have Whiskey's World, and today we're going to be talking about game development. I know, what a transition from talking about diapers to... (laughs) To the actual creation of an entire game. How are you two doing today? I'm very happy. You're doing well, man. And uh, you good, man. I'm good. Thank you for having us here. It's uh, it's a pleasure once again to chat with you. Yes, welcome back. This is your second time on the comms. We will be sending you probably nothing in the mail to celebrate this occasion because I am broke. <laughs> no worries, no worries at all. I'm just happy to be here. Alrighty. So where would you like to get started? So from the last time I talked to you, you were going to TwitchCon. With uh, and now you're back, and a lot seems to have changed in that short time span. So, my first question to you is from TwitchCon going there and back again, was this game on the back burner at that time? Were you working on this game at that point? At that point, no, um, this wasn't even in my focus, my range of focus whatsoever. Um, I was still very much so hyper fixated on Escape from Tarkov, um, and I'm kind of expanding within that space. Uh, though after TwitchCon, meeting people like Clean and a variety like Mr. Gibbon and a variety of other content creators, they kind of opened up my eyes to realizing that Escape from Tarkov is not the end all be all. Um, you can't get like stuck into this like cookie cutter spot, like this little pigeonhole that you put yourself into a niche, right? And you feel right. like you can't play anything except for for Tarkov. Um, did you have an aha as... moment with that? Where you did, was there like a defining moment in gaming or like something you saw on Twitter where you're just like, aha, fuck Tarkov, like, <laughs> you know, not fuck Tarkov, <laughs> but there's other there's other things out there than Tarkov. Like, what was your moment if you can remember that? Um, so when it comes down for Escape from Tarkov was, it was my, the reason why I got a PC. Um, so I've always really had a, say like a a place for it in my heart and I've loved it. I've been playing it for so long that I kind of didn't really have a aha moment per se. I mainly kind of just, I played it and I played it for many, many years on end, um, bashing my head against the wall, doing the exact same quests over and over and over again, every single wipe and noticing that the game is deteriorating over time. Um, and it's been really, really frustrating and disappointing um, as a content creator and someone who just loves that game. Because I played that game before I was streaming, um, and I loved it back then. And kind of seeing this, like, almost like this baby like that I've been, like, fostering, trying to, like, make make better and create content off of and be able to like, make a foundation off of it. Right. Just slowly, slowly just deteriorating. I mean, the been, best like, houses really are bad. made off of foundations of babies. Yes, indubitably. <laughs> I guess that wasn't the, the proper term. No, it's okay. It's okay. I was like, wow, he's really trying to drive it home with the metaphor because I, I just had a kid. And then you're like, and then you put those fucking babies in a concrete foundation and you build a house. 
Um, but uh, well, yeah, it was kind of just over time. It just Tarkov. Like I used to be able to. I I, I was pr- I was proud of myself personally that I could always find a way to have fun playing the game. And Whiskey right. can attest to this because I would play with him very often. Him and I would just play Tarkov, and no matter what, if we're getting our, our shit kicked in, getting killed, the desync, uh, bad audio, whatever like qualms you may have now, we were always still laughing. Um, right. But there came a point where I was streaming it for a week straight and i was like i, I was like kind of looking back after my streams i was like that wasn't fun like I, i'm getting to the point where i'm this game is f- more frustrating than it is like fun it's harder for me to have a sunny disposition and if you know anything about my content my content is very much so that sunny disposition high energy hot like a lot right. of fun high octane music and all that kind of stuff right Right. Um, and, and then I you rewatched your stuff, back. and you saw that you were just crying for five hours straight. <laughs> yeah, it was just it was just pain, and I was like, I I I need to move on to something else. Um, I was really hoping that you moment. were gonna give me like a moment, was like, yeah, once that scab told me to divide his cheeks for the ten thousandth time, <laughs> that's when I was done. <laughs> I think it was just a night of just you know, like you know how you can get those nights in Tarkov where like yes. you're just getting railed over and over and over. That's my usual night. night in Tarkov is just getting railed, <laughs> and that's why I drink when I play Tarkov because I'm gonna get railed that hard. I better be drunk. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was a it was a day where I wasn't getting railed by like good PvP because I mean, um, you're getting that bad uh, PP. You're getting that bad yeah, PvP. Oh. God, I'm sorry. Yeah, it, it was it was rough. Like it was people. Like it was during that time period where like there was a ton of hackers. That one video came out by um, what's his face. Oh, he should um, not be named Goat. <laughs> yeah, yes, that the Goat. Yeah, that guy. Um, he released that video. There's a bunch of knowers everywhere. There was people who had ESP. You can obviously tell that they, like it was wild. It was the landscape of Tarkov was a lawless land of debauchery and nonsense. And I was like. Oh boy. Okay. Um, time to move on. Let's go figure out something else. So, um, would you say the deterioration of Tarkov, as you knew it, would you say that's your biggest disappointment in gaming? Yes, and biggest disappointment as well as my biggest inspiration at okay. the same time. So, th- this question um, is for Whiskey. Whiskey, can you remember or recall your biggest disappointment in gaming? In gaming? Okay, so I'm going to completely go off the rails. It's not even a computer game. So I used to play uh, professional 2K at like a professional level in 2K um, back in 2016 to 2019. Um, And then when 2K, I think my biggest disappointment was the direction it went from 2K19 until now. It's just a complete joke of a game. Right. Uh, so I would have I would have to say 2K like it's just gone in a completely wrong direction and now I feel after I've I switched from 2K to Tarkov I joined Tarkov in like 2020 I think and the game was awesome like there was no inertia the game was fun it didn't really you didn't really care and I just feel like it's been a spiraling downfall effect like nothing is getting better it's just getting worse you but just I feel just, like that's the gaming you just described heroin addiction the first one's always amazing and it just spirals into an uncontrollable mess of Russian so I also but I also feel like gaming's just kind of in a like I think as a whole is just kind of in a funk right now that's just like my take on it 
I don't know. That's the beautiful thing about when the gaming scene takes a stale turn is you have indie developers such as you guys yourselves or other games that have come out like Pizza Tower, fucking Dave the Diver, Battle Bit. You have games made by smaller studios coming in, filling that void. And the cool thing about when the big titles, like the big studios aren't putting out big-ass titles, you have room for the little guy to actually make their way into the scene. It's very true. I totally agree. Even like Marauders is another good example. I know it kind of fell on its face, but it's still like, I don't know, a lot of people played it, especially Tarkov gamers. Yeah, Team 17, they're not a big studio, and they've made some pretty cool titles, so it was cool to see them come out with a Marauders type thing. So in a way, your guys' timing is almost perfect. Now, would you say that this was something that you guys planned for your release? Did you have, like, a timed release where you were waiting for kind of a lull in gaming, or did this just kind of align perfectly? It was, yeah, it was more so, like, the stars aligned in a painful way. Um, So, realistically, the way it broke down, right, was Tarkov was deteriorating for me, so I had to move on. So, I went on, and I went to the Hunt Showdown, tried that out. It was fun, and it was really, really, like, well thought out, and it's a really good game. But there's not that big of a player base, um, and the kind of the games or raids, quote-unquote, are going to be very much so repetitive over time, right? right? So I took a little bit from there, and then Whiskey and I went into Daisy, and we went into because I used to play Daisy back in the day uh, heavily, and then this time around we went into Daisy, and we're like, all right, let's join an RP server, let's like really put time into this and like really experience it and ex- like explore the like the beauty of what Daisy can be. Um, and we we spent what would you say, Whiskey? Like was it like two months, three months think, on this? Server? I think it was almost three. I think we started in January, and I think we cut it in March. So it was about three months. It was a lot of freaking time, like twelve yeah. hour days. <laughs> it was a bunch of like a bunch of time into that server, and we're not gonna name the server. Uh, at least I won't. But um, I will. That that server, what we noticed after a, a while was that it, it did have us fun elements, but there was a ton, a ton of admin abuse. And oh, like was, abusing was, their authority, like uh, hey, drop yeah, that because I'm an admin, kind of dumb shit. <laughs> It was more so like um, the admins were allowed to play on regular players like factions and guilds and whatnot. Uh-huh. So they would spawn in all their guns, all the money they need, all the weapons, all that kind of stuff. And they would just cheese it. And they would always be the strongest factions. And they would always be able to bully everyone else because they could spawn everything that they need. Along with that, they will go ahead and apply the rules to the people who are not in the inner circle. If you were not one of the regular players within that inner circle who's friends with the admins, you would get like all the every single little loophole or little thing like that they would put the brunt of it on the regular player but when it came to like loopholes that are helpful to them they would go ahead and apply it to their little inner circle so it was very much so almost like the in crowd and the out crowd the in crowd that got sounds almost perks. political that sounds like pretty yeah, fucked up that's a great that's a great way to explain it. it's very political server it's more of like hey you've been here like the people that have been there for like a year or longer and like they've like really given to the server the and they had admin they would be able to use their tools and just like so all the new player base they would come kind of like us be there for a couple months they would get some bullshit rules thrown at them when like it didn't apply to the other people who've been there and right. then they end up like banning you out of the server so yeah, it has very political server 
That sounds yeah. fucking horrible. Because, you know, there's nothing I want more in my escapism than bullshit red tape and politics <laughs> self-inflicted. That's what I look for, guys. That's why I play DMV Simulator. <laughs> so, yeah. so a question so, about that I was I was alluding to when I asked about you guys' biggest disappointments in gaming. Would you say that those disappointments in gaming have fueled not only the game you want – but also helped you realize what you don't want to create. Yes, 100%. Um, after, like, Whiskey and I sat down, there was, like, an event that happened uh, on that RP server that was kind of, like, the last, like, straw on the camel's back, right? Is that when you beat the shit out of that girl? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, it, was, it, was, it, was the, it was the Red Wedding. The, the, the Different you different. went to a wedding and you beat the shit out of a woman. That's all I'm hearing. No, no, no. Fall in your fight, guys. Fall in your fight. No, no, no. She, she was she was an enemy faction member. Okay. She was she we, we were we were doing like uh, so this was like, like Crips and Bloods kind of shit. Yeah, well, yeah, it was it was hostile RP, and we were we were following the rules and doing all that stuff. They okay. basically okay. used their admin powers to see that we were planning on raiding them, so they made sure that no one was in their base. But I caught one of them slipping outside the base, and I said, "Boys, roll up." We surrounded her, I interrogated her, and like I gave her a few punches here and there to like because she wouldn't she wouldn't comply and uh, equal opportunity, right? So like she didn't comply I'm after here a while. I'm here for it, and I, and I gave her a punch, and she just didn't get up. And I was like, "Well, fuck!" And then uh, it was, uh, we got I got like a what was it a three day ban for that five day ban for that one? Five, yeah, because she was friends with one of the admin. Right? Hey man, that's so. stricter than what the NFL does to their standard players. So. <laughs> yeah, right. Is this? Is- um, but yeah, after that, like after the the red wedding situation that we ran into, um, we basically sat down and I was like, "Whiskey, uh, I'm I'm over it. I'm over this server, and I'm over all the other games that we have we have right now. There's nothing that's worth our time. Let's create something for the gaming space right now that." will satisfy the needs of an actual player that is not going to be the deterioration of like the aging of just Tarkov and this pain that you go through over time and time again. And let's incorporate the good parts of Tarkov into this, into this, what we're, what we want to create. And then let's add elements of the hunt showdown that people enjoy, but like also add in the element of having populated lobbies, take the elements of Daisy where Daisy there's RP and there's fun little aspects to it that you can incorporate it, use it into one, like, mix them all up into a cauldron and then heat it up on the fire of the daisy like bohemia interactive platform and then build a server that is so unique to any other gaming experience out there that you can only find it with us so that was kind of the idea and we we brought myself whiskey and we also brought on uh shampoo 66 which shout out to him um he is one of the backbones to this entire function he is our coder our lead developer uh without him whiskey and i uh would not know what we're doing um no. so we still don't know what we're doing <laughs> so i don't know what i'm <laughs> fucking doing and i have a show so <laughs> um so Thank you to him, really. Uh, he's He really has helped us make our idea into a reality, right? Um, so beyond that, like, I come in with, we have different roles that go into it. Uh, so my role would be the creative behind it. I would create, uh, my hyperfixation is the user experience, the okay. player. What so when you say that, here? do you mean, like, the story of the game or the interface that the, game, the player is dealing with? Like, are you talking about just the overall experience or, like, what the game is presenting in, like, you know, game routes and pathing and stories and things of that nature? Um, 
so when I talk about the creative, um, initially when Whiskey and I were building the server, um, the part that went really well was the creative part. I was able to, because I'm a, a DM, I'm a dungeon master for a lot of D&D campaigns. Oh, so I was going to ask if that was a sex thing or a... Yeah, I still don't know what it is. So um, I create a lot of, like, uh, campaign, like, worlds and stories and all that kind of stuff. So I created the lore behind the server. And I developed the lore so that there was little aspects and pieces of it that I could expand on. So that there's always, like, quote-unquote DLC content, but just extra content for people to interact with in the server, right? So that creative part was really easy for us. And then I guess, Whiskey, if you want to explain how our first night after the Red Wedding, how that server went down oh my god right, so yeah the first night like we were just like hey let's make our own server you got you and this is before we brought a champion so it's just me and fallen we've never coded we've never done anything we have no idea how to even buy a server so we ended up falling fucking using google as his fucking number one's fucking hotline so he's just googling everything we get a server and we just add like I don't even fucking know. 50, 60 mods into this thing. It was 76. 76 76 mods. mods. And I don't know if... uh, We didn't know, but if you don't know, when you add a mod, you have to configure it to the files and all this shit. We had no idea. So we we couldn't even get into our server for like the first 24 hours. It was just just two knuckleheads having no idea what was going on. Well, thank goodness you guys didn't just throw in the towel and say, well, that was a fucking waste and then walk (laughs) away because there's a lot of people who would have done that. Yeah, no, no. We, we were like, it's, uh, I mean, I would say myself and Whiskey, when we're motivated and we are inspired to do something, we get it done. Like, we're not going to just half ass it. Right. You know what I mean? Which is um, great. And I, so I've been, I've been kind of like taking notes also from like the dev companies out there, like things that people like about like Battlestate and things that they don't like about Battlestate. Right. Things they like about all these different companies. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to model the, like our marketing and our PR around that. So like transparency is a huge thing for our team too. Um, so for example, when we go into the server itself, right, and we do our alpha tests, um, it was complete transparency. We wanted we wanted everyone to know there will be bugs. There's going to be issues. There's going to be a lot of stuff that's going to come up. And your job is to let us know of that kind of stuff. Then from there, we'll go ahead and make those changes and make the beta even better. And we want to make it almost like a conversation with our player base right. to be able to speak with them and they can so actually have a, a everything battle state is not <laughs> you want to be yeah, very yeah, transparent it's very communicative we're we're completely community community based uh, a lot of the stuff we add to our server and is all a question through our community we'll do polls like do you all think this would be a good mod to have and whichever has the higher amount of votes that's the way we're going to lean it's more to see kind of what the community wants because right. i think at the end of the day if you want a game to survive it's got to be what your community wants because i mean at the end of the day i could love the game but if 99 other people don't like you know what i mean it's never going to make it exactly there's the one thing i don't understand about some of these big titles that just don't seem to listen to people at the end of the day i don't know if they're just just so arrogant they're, they're just like oh we made this so they're gonna they're gonna consume this and they're gonna fucking like it or if they think the consumer is not worth appeasing like it's the children who are wrong like that principal skinner fucking me like there's so many weird like ways that game studios usually, go and i don't get it usually it's you follow the money right you monopolies follow, yeah you follow you follow the investors you follow the individuals who are funding it they're the ones who are truly directing the game right like they they might be able to like give the dev team as much freedom as possible but they're the ones who are funding it so if they don't want something 
for their own experience, guess what? They get it because they're the ones who are funding the entire experience. So realistically, at least in my opinion, games nowadays are no longer made or tailored towards at least the majority of them are no longer tailored towards the user experience the actual player they're more hyper fixated on how we make money how do we turn around money more more often how do we get more influx to keep this game running how do we milk this cow for as much as possible right especially because a lot of those companies went public so now they're releasing games that aren't even done like how many games yep, yep. just off the top of your head that you can think of that come out before they probably should have and then they immediately start giving refunds and putting out apologies. Like I think the most blatant one lately was that Smeagol Lord of the Rings game. No, but yes. Yeah, there's yeah. there's a lot of them out. It's like they're releasing games as you said not they're not done. Perfect example was a uh, Team uh, Project Red, right? That company who made Cyberpunk, if I'm oh, correct. Cyberpunk, no, 100%. Yeah, that was a great Cyberpunk case. was a complete that was a complete disaster. No Man's Sky is also up there on that list of what the fuck, guys. Anthem yeah. was also another one that had so much potential, but they just released it and it just didn't uh, didn't do anything. They didn't they didn't finish it. And then eventually, when DLCs became a thing, I think that also led to where we are at now. Right. Now DLCs were fun in the beginning. It was like oh, new content for a game that everyone loves. And guess what? The dev company doesn't have to make a second one, like a Call of Duty two or any of that kind of stuff, right? DLCs are a slippery slope, though, too, because it's an easy way to make money. Exactly. Like, what happened with Cycle Frontier, before it came out, they were like, you know, they showed up the shop and all that. People were like, oh, can we buy just skins, or is this going to be gear, too? And they're like, it's only going to be skins. And then, like, day one of launch, you can just buy gear. (laughs) So, like, what happened there was that DLC, like, marketers realized, okay, we can build out a full game. But we're going to chop off the tail end of it. And we just call that a, D- a DLC. And yep. that became the new meta. And then after that, when that was no longer lucrative enough for them, they noticed that there was microtransactions in, like, phone games. So they're like, oh, shit, that's another way to make more money. All right, let's include that and just make skins purchasable all the time. And battle then passes they, and shit. Battle passes started being implemented. And it became a new way to make a lot, a lot more money off of one game release. I'm so fucking happy the American medical system hasn't adopted DLCs because, my God, that'd be horrible it's like you want to unlock your oh, dlc like... kidney <laughs> like, yes, God, yes. <laughs> oh man that'll be rough be yeah. sorry for the sidetrack i ate edibles and i'm feeling pretty good i'm so jealous <laughs> um but yeah back to the the server itself it just it, we had a lot of motivators that um were initially we experienced some disappointments but they led to us realizing what we as players hate in games and what we what we know we really really enjoy right. um so that's what we kind of based our server around is the the game itself is to create something that is fun, unique, and different than anything else so, that you can find out there. Spicy question, potentially. So on the other side of the coin, being somebody who's making a product for people to enjoy, do you get annoyed by the community's comments? Even people you might respect in the community who say shit about your game, like, it's not that easy. Dude. Like, has it gone full circle for you? Um... Oh, 100%, you, you dude. You have to name names. Well, well, we won't name the name, but we you know exactly what I'm talking yeah, about. Because yeah, y'all, y'all were really close, and he said, like, when we did our alpha launch, I'm not going to lie, our alpha launch, I mean, it was, we knew it was going to be rocky, but it was pretty rocky. Um, But we wanted to get content out because we, we wanted to get some feedback so that way we could build up. Right. But, like, we, we had some, make sure we, you're we on we the had, right pathing. I totally get that. 
Yeah. Exactly. That's why it's called an alpha. It's not the full game launch. It's not even like our alpha compared to our beta are like like day. like eating a fucking McDonald's or going to a steakhouse. You know what I mean? But we had a bunch of like some of our really close friends who like we game with on the regular. I'm not even gonna lie, I won't say any names, but like right. who came back with some like shisty comments and like it was kind of like blatantly like disrespectful, but at the same time I, I took it as fuel, like just to make it better, but like at the same time it's been a little rough. Right, that yeah. it was just re- say... received and possibly put out in a bad way. Yeah, that must be very difficult. I don't, I don't even know how I would feel about that. That's why I just assume everyone hates my shit before I put it out. <laughs> so the comments are just like, "Oh, they're good, awesome." If not, that's what I expected. <laughs> yeah, exactly. it was basically it was kind of just like realizing that um, some people. Some people just like didn't realize that it's truly an alpha. Like, and the commentary that they would make would either be like, there's certain people who were like great with commentary. It was like, right. we know this game is an alpha, but uh, it th- and it has this issue, but this is also really really good and this is really cool implementation if they fix it and they actually organize it it'll be great versus like oh well this is shit like that's completely different vibe i mean what do you do with that kind of feedback like okay how can i make it not shit you know (laughs) gives you like a one word thing be like it was meh like okay what does that fucking like can you expand upon that oh i'm mid okay sick what how can i not be mid you know what i mean yeah so it was it was interesting but it was also it brought to light like a lot of people that uh wanted to help too um someone that i've known for a long time now uh, as a content creator and i've actually watched him grow like exponentially um is ash ivy and ash and i uh became friends way early on in my streaming career uh we actually I hosted a New York meetup with all like the content creators within like our range of space. So it was like Ash was there, Fudge XL was there, myself. Uh, there was Fuzzy Bear. There was a handful of content creators. Goodnight was there. A bunch of us all together in Airbnb. We partied. We had a good time. See, that's um, fucking awesome. <clears throat> Yeah, I like doing that kind of stuff, too, with the homies. But um, after that, we kind of had a friendly relationship when we worked together, and he saw, like, we helped each other. We're both spo- we're both sponsored by Blackcraft Cult, so we kind of move in the same kind of groups and all that jazz. Right. Um, and shout out to Blackcraft. Do you guys have, um, like, a Blackcraft handshake when you come across another Blackcraft guy? You have to, like, do the handshake and, like, you know, go into oh, a wait. corner and, like, do a decoder ring thing? Like, Blackcraft for life. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, you, you mean a satanic ritual? Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe. I don't know how you guys roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you guys <laughs> sniff each other like dogs at the dog park or you're so sacrificing goats. I don't know how you guys roll over a black craft. <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah, like the he actually saw that we were making this server. We we're developing this new unique experience, and he was like, I really want to give this a try. I want to see what you're doing. I'm interested in what you're creating. Right. Um so he came on and he had an incredible experience. And even though it's a type of server that he not doesn't normally take part in, um, uh, because as you may know if you've been following his content he's moved heavily into daisy yes. he's kind of left tarkov behind and he does um, the role play thing on there too yeah he does great at it so um having our like uh, having him come into the server was a a huge benefit like he his feedback was really good like it was it was good feedback it was like oh well this is probably a bug but remember guys this is an alpha but this will be a cool imp- implementation and these are also really a bunch of cool things here and he like was like from the goodness of his heart put out content on tiktok 
with our server on it let us promote it in his comments stuff like that and he's been an awesome human being about the whole process and i just want to say thank you to ash um if you are listening thank you for all your help it really has helped us kind of get more exposure and be able to grow the server as a whole nice. um and your feedback is great That's um, but awesome beyond that yeah it's a double-edged sword some friends are not as helpful some friends are super helpful um and then there's all the new people all the new individuals that i didn't know existed they just saw my tweet i made one tweet it's probably my most reacted tweet was talking about creating this new unique experience that people were craving and i got to meet a whole bunch of new content creators like one of them that was super noteworthy was one two doodly do um fantastic content creator he does tarkov there's a whole bunch of other stuff and he took part in our server and there's a lot of a lot of people who are interested so it was really cool to meet all these new people who want the server to succeed as well so yes there was negatives but there are a lot of positives too. right as long as the good outweighs the bad in the you know the creation process that the end of the day you guys have a net positive so that's fucking awesome so with this game and its development what has been the hardest thing for you guys to overcome whether it be an in-game thing whether it be working as a team like is there anything that stands out as like the wow that was a bitch to get over or is it still currently an issue mm. mine if i had to say what mine is would probably be not a div- i mean kind of just an admin development team as a whole um I feel like we have some really good admin. Uh, our whole admin team does great um, at certain points, but it's more like I understand it's a commitment, right? You know what I mean? To be an admin in one of these servers, because especially with a server like ours, we do a lot of admin events. Like we try to do daily admin events. We try to bring the community and kind of like, so that way not every day it's like, I'm going to go loot this. I'm going to go sell my stuff. I'm going to, and it's just repetitive. It's to more keep of like it from the bringing, rinse and repeat process to keep it yeah, fresh. Yeah, there's we try to keep it fresh. So there's, we always try to have community, uh, like uh, admin events, community events going on, that kind of stuff. And it, it's not necessarily that we we don't have good admin. We don't have. It's like it, we need a bigger team, that kind of stuff. Um, and everyone getting on everyone on the same page with everyone having different schedules. That's probably been my biggest hurdle in this is just getting everyone on the same page, uh, understanding what like they need to be doing, that kind of stuff. Because it's kind of like a business. Yes. Um, it's it's the same like it, it actually is like a business because everyone's kind of going to do their part because if not everyone's doing their part then that's where you lack hearing the community of what they're looking for or we're not reaching the community enough out in the server to keep them engaged to keep them around because if you keep someone engaged they're going to go tell their friends and then it's just a building block effect in business so i feel like admin and finding some de- developers been is kind of a struggle i feel like uh our lead admin, he's uh, like I said, he's pretty much done all of it. Right. Um, we do have another developer, um, Kev. I'm a for sure, not Kev, Jeremy, uh, Jeremy, and he's done really great on like like little small projects. But I just feel like growing a bigger team and being more solid as a whole is uh, definitely a stepping stone. We should we need to focus on right. That, yeah, that, I agree with that. that. It goes a long mm-hmm. way, especially because when you have that many people involved. That's a lot of things that can get misconstrued because, you know, like you can have one person read something and get two completely different takes on it. it. Just like when you were saying that whole spiel, you said, doing my part, and I just fucking flashback to Starship Troopers, and I just blacked out for a second. You put me in a fucking 90s PTSD moment. Thank you for that, by the way. But going, yeah, no problem. going back into what you touched on a little earlier, Fallen, you said that you were a DM. So when it came to your D&D or other such role-playing game campaigns, was it all homebrew, or did you go off like the books of the set narratives 
everything is homebrew. Everything um, is homebrew. Even names. Are you yeah. good at making up fake names? You're like, fuck, that's uh, Joe Sh- Dickface. I don't know. He's the fisherman. <laughs> Deal with it. So um, the way I DM, um, I'm really, I have quick wit. So I can, I can think of a response or something very quickly. Shout out to my ADHD. That's why I can do it. Um, but being able to like, I always, I always thought to myself, I, like you can play these book campaigns. Everyone does it. Everyone's okay. playing these same books. They're all playing the same game. It's like playing the same exact game every single time. I would prefer creating something a whole new world, a new pantheon, a new set of bad guys, and a world structure, political structures, adding rebellion groups, adding culture, adding all these different elements that really add a 3D experience to a world that you're playing in is what I go for. So, like, my, like, like the conceptual process for that kind of stuff is I sit down for like four hours at a time and I go through every single step of the process. I go, all right, what's the name of the world? What's the uh, feeling? What is the right. theme? Who are the gods? What is the culture? And I go through and I create all these elements and then I create a full narrative storyline. From there, I already know what's point A and what's point Z. All the other letters in between are going to be dictated off of what the players in my campaign do and decide to do. And I'll go ahead and re- I'll recreate or create stuff on the fly, and they'll be able to do a collaborative storytelling with me as they work from point A to point Z, right? right? So taking that information from – I do three current campaigns right now on top of this server and streaming and work and all that stuff. <clears throat> um, this one, I did the same process. So this uh, – I, I – Treated it like a D and D campaign. Right. I created the lore. I created the like the bad guys. I created the culture behind it. What's like the feeling of the player when they enter the server? Like I was thinking about the emotion, emotional state after you read the lore and everything like that. I wanted to leave the player with an emotional headspace that when they enter the server, they have like three options. Right. The way our server is set up to give you a perspective is we have an RP zone. This is like your safe zone, the safest zone that you can go to. Um, it's a large area made up of uh, four. Four or five different towns and in this space you're able to go ahead and everything's rp focused so right. you can build if you want to be a farmer you can be a farmer if you want to be a store salesman or a clerk you can be a clerk but who the fuck's playing officer, an rp game to be like i sell fucking flowers like, come on you can be anything like, who's choosing that no, i know no, no, they no, do no. they totally do but i don't get it. why <laughs> the, the difference is when that flower is marijuana now you make that's the difference. You make money off of marijuana when you grow it as a farmer. This is so true. that's unless where you dip into your different. own supply, but that's a whole different. Supply. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. very true. So well, I'm not like, a marijuana farmer. <laughs> so like we have that area, right? But then we have another space called the Ravage Lands. The Ravage Lands is like a, imagine a Mad Max space where is it's a lawless land. Is that where the art comes from with all these guys with the event where like the we like Slipknot mask and the one guy in the middle <laughs> with the hood? No, so that comes later. So that's in the lore. Um, so I'll so from the Ravage Lands, this space is kind of like your area where it's Mad Max. It's a lawless area. You can rob people. You can blow up people's cars. You can set up bombs. You can raid people whenever you want. So it's Northern um, Ireland. You can... yep. Yeah, exactly. Yep, yeah. Yep, yep. Um, but like if you do anything here you do get a bounty on your head when you kill someone so then you have to survive for five hours if you survive the five hours you'd no longer have the bounty Um, and then we have the KOS zones now when it comes to the marketing stuff of like all the plague doctor masks and all the spooky stuff um, if you can't tell from like my stream I like spooky shit um, the theme in the story the main bad guys are these guys called the crows and to kind of give you a little synopsis 
this they are a cult of individuals who want to um summon a lovecraftian like deity um and this deity was summoned but they botched a one little element in the actual ritual what happened was is when this deity was spawned only a portion of the body was spawned and it released a plague-like gas that expanded across the lands across the entire world right. the only Saving bastion, like the very, very last bastion of humanity is Deer Isle because it's off the coast from uh, Maine, I believe, and it's it's kind of isolated. So the, the, that smoke only reached so far into the land, but not actually in the center of it. So that's where you have the RP zone, Bastion Hold. It is your one place where last little hope of humanity exists. Now the crows, the deity told them that the crows have to eliminate all human life and then they will go ahead and ascend and be able to become deities themselves. Right. Now these characters... They are the bad guys. Whenever the crows are running around the land, they are free, kill on sight. You guys can hunt them down as much as you want. They are always juiced. They'll have key cards on them. They'll have super nice high-tier loot to sell at the black market. They have all this cool stuff, and they usually come out, and they'll come in groups of four to, like, seven. And the players, if they want to go ahead and get that endgame gear quick, if they want to get into some good PvP, those are the people you want to be hunting down. And those are big server messages and whatnot, and that's where you get all that aesthetic of Plague Dr. Mask, because all the Crow members wear full black, have hoods, and they have, a like, a bird's mask on that you'll see when you're running around and like if you see anyone wearing that mask they're a kill on site no matter who they are so when this is happening do you, does the player base refer to the group of crows as a murder or do the npcs call them murders yes. that's fucking yeah, sick it's a, it's a murder of crows yeah that's that's <clears throat> smart that's awesome and i i like the whole aesthetic it's definitely i i like the whole idea that they tried to summon their god and they like fucked up and like he didn't come in with his cthulhu hentai tentacles and that somehow cast the planet <laughs> I like how you're building this up completely yours. So when it comes to like the narration and getting all this story, because that's a lot of stuff to like fit into a small box. Like, how do you release the story to the character? Do you start it with like a long narrative video? Do you do it in side piece YouTube videos? Do you just put lore around the map and people can engage with that or not? Like, how do you introduce an incomplete world to somebody? So right now, our main format of communicating with our player base is our Discord. So there's a variety of different channels that are like we have a lore channel that's in there. And the, the, the decisions that the players make on the server can affect that lore channel and helps us develop the storyline as it progresses, right? Just like as Foxhole, it goes down the, line. the players can influence the world. Yes. So your decisions will affect how the world develops and moves forward just like a D&D campaign, right? So moving forward, once we get to full launch, right? Beta is supposed to last for about a month period where you go ahead and polish that even further so it's nice and like a beautifully opalescent, glossy stone, and then you release the launch, right? right? Then from there, then as we introduce different elements into the world, we'll start making videos, we'll start making YouTube content to let it get a little bit more exposure and kind of expand more on the world itself. That's already been planned. I'm already talking to an editor for being able to create that type of content. Um, but yeah, that's the idea is to create a lore driven world. Like I have now for this new beta, I included uh, two more bad guys into the world. One of them is called the Butcher. Um, okay. This is an individual that's hired by the crows because the crows usually come out at like in the late evenings. The Butcher can go out high, like all the way, like in early morning or in the day. 
and the butcher is a specific character who is like almost like a, a hunter of humans okay. uh the greatest game ever played if you will he carries a specialty melee weapon on him every once in a while that can one tap zombies um he is an individual who always he will always have like gear that's a step above the average player and we're going to be analyzing the community so if you do kill him you get a nice little loot drop right and all that kind of all those elements that's right? really cool so his kit will advance based on what the average player has like if everyone's got like yes. bolties he's gonna come in with like an auto or some shit yeah he'll come in with like a shotgun or he'll come in with like a semi-automatic uh rifle that is a little bit better than what everyone else has so right? if everybody so with pistols just charge him with pistols it'll have something slightly less like shitty <laughs> Yeah, and then, I mean, beyond awesome. just the gear set, beyond the gear set, he'll also have high-tier items on him, too. So, like, you'll be able to make money off of his kill, too. But since he is a almost like a creature that was spawned by the deity, right, that person, can, the butcher, can respawn, and he will come back maybe every 30 minutes or an okay. hour. Maybe you won't see him for a day, but he will come back, and he'll be hunting. And he's allowed to go hunt people wherever he wants. So that's another, like, an, uh, addition to the actual like bad bad guys the pdp characters that we've developed for npcs um and then we have another group called the clickers uh these are individuals who do not speak the, any, the clickers <laughs> and um they I don't they don't <laughs> Uh, they don't they don't speak any um, any sort of form of language. They just make clicking noises back back and forth to each other. So imagine like uh, the grudge uh, versus like uh, clicking to your cat mixed together. Are they making uh, the are... clicks with their hands or are they doing it with their mouth? Oh, you do that with your mouth. <clears throat> okay. So they yeah, you make the clicking noises, and these are creatures who are almost idle. They'll like kind of like guard a specific area. And if you do approach them or they get line of sight on you, they will kill you on sight. Um, they are also going to be having gear and armor that step above the general public. The crows will always have endgame gear. Right. They're always going to have the best of the best possible. Yeah, I know we're in like a podcast, but I put it in our little group chat to show you kind of what the oh, crows look like. You're good. Immediately pop that open right now. Um, oh, just kind of give you an idea. I like that. Yeah. That's a nice so, mixture of a plague mask and also like a 40, Warhammer 40k chaplain mask. Or I, I, I like the way you went with like the bone and metal kind of thematic face mask for that. That's pretty sick. Thanks. Um, but yeah, so we have a lot of those elements of like PvP NPCs, but we also have rp npcs so things okay. that inspire the players to expand on the world right so we have groups like the dealer uh these individuals have a certain look to them they wear black cowboy hats and all that jazz and they drive around purchasing items from individuals um just to kind of help influx money into the market right to help people if they don't want to leave the rp zone and they don't want to go all the way to the black market okay. you could sell maybe that tetris to the dealer for a lower rate but you'll still get paid for so it, right? wandering dealer and are these dealer dealers like jumpable like do you see them yes. walking around in the world and you want to get their yes. wares you can kill them yeah, so there is only one type of admin event, like uh, NPC, that is not killable, not rob robbable. It's against the rules, which is a food emporium. Uh, there are a group of people that just drive around a McDonald's truck, and they go ahead and just give people free food just to make sure that they can stay alive. And, like, that's going to be rolled back a little bit more, uh, so it'll be more like a barter. So just barter food for items and whatnot and moving into the beta. Uh, because in the alpha, we didn't have enough food spawns in the loot pool, so that was our answer to make sure people stay alive, right? Totally. Um, 
so we have those type of npcs and we have like another group called los vatos which is a hispanic gang and they go around just kind of like, and, i was gonna guess they, dutch but okay <laughs> <laughs> and they they run around just kind of like nudging people and like kind of annoying individuals and kind of like giving people the idea oh we can start our own gang and we can be like we had another group of people who started the cannoli cartel i believe that was what he did <laughs> So they started a cannoli cartel, and like that's that was the point of Los Vatos. It was to give people the inspiration they need to make their own groups. We also have the ability for people to create their own businesses. They can apply right. within our Discord to make a business. They can apply to be a gang or a faction. We give everyone the opportunity to really be whatever they want to be in this world. I was going to ask if there was going to be like an EVE Online type of element with businesses and corporations and things like that i just have like i'm just having the image of like gang members like filing for their gang in city hall wearing their colors like you know submitting like 40 pages of paperwork <laughs> i mean uh Whis- whiskey was actually the one who ironed out that concept if you want to expand on that whiskey on like the factions or no, the the, like the businesses and the gangs and whatnot so so in game for me um, I used to do a lot of GTA RP. I don't know if you're too familiar with it. Oh, but, a little bit uh, about it. I'm more familiar yeah. with Eve, which you guys have similar things like the bounty system, like mm-hmm. on Eve, but that doesn't expire until said person is murdered horribly in the void of space. And then, you know, the business aspect of it, where you can, like, yep. make corporations and take contract jobs, whether it be delivery to murder to, you know, you name it, shipbuilding. Yeah. Yeah, so like, so my end goal for the server, what I would really like to see, because I had it on like my GTRP server that I used to play, right? So like, yeah, of course you're gonna have loot pools, you're gonna have guns and stuff, but like we have like traders, they're NPCs, they're not actual people, where you can buy like better guns, that kind of stuff. From I want to eventually try to get away from it. It's kind of hard, but to have like where like you have gun dealers in the server, and like what they do is they come to the admin and they get a shipment, they give me a certain amount of money, and I give them a bunch of like meta gear that kind of stuff and then everyone has to go to them to get the meta weapons that kind of crazy stuff that's like kind of the end goal of what we're trying to we're just trying to iron out how it will work especially with like our kos zones having high tier loot that kind of stuff like it doesn't really make it worth it but that's kind of like we're we're working at but at the same time like this takes time so we're just gonna we're just trying to iron out the server and then add the like heavy details into it as we get ready to launch launch yeah i think what would happen over time um is that yeah you can go to the kos zones to find high tier gear but usually remember our uh, millennials gen z's like instant gratification so if they can just go ahead and just make a bunch of money and go to an individual who has all the meta gear and just pay for it they will that's going to be the closest thing that you're going to get on our server to like buying skins you're just going to have an rp situation where you buy items from other people or other players um that is the idea behind that at least and that's where we're trying to inspire people with all the admin events. And beyond that, we have actual event nights. So we do that weekly as well, where we have a gambling house where people can gamble their money and go ahead and possibly win a, a helicopter or like a tank, random stuff like that. We have um, the CQC PVP arena, where it's a bunch, it's a PVP arena where people are spawned specific kits. So everyone has a matching kit and go ahead and enter the arena after a countdown. It's you go ahead and just battle it out. Last man standing gets a million dollar payout or something like that. 
We have the PvE arena, which is another area where people can go ahead and say things like, I want to take on 10 zombies and I'm just going to use a katana. Based on the difficulty and the amount of zombies that they kill, they'll get a money payout. If they die, they get respawned, they get their whole kit back, and they just don't get a payout. So like little events like that. We have boxing matches. We have all sorts of varieties. Like Whiskey is one of our champions for boxing. Um, and he will, we will, all, will also do like traveling boxing matches so that people can actually practice and train for these boxing events. Um, so it's creating this unique experience where when you log in, you don't know what you're going to run into. And it's that beauty of the Tarkov experience, right? When you go into a raid, the raid's always different. I want I want to capture that essence. Right. When they when they log in for the day, they they have a plan, right? They have an idea of what they're doing, but they have no idea what else is going to be coming at them or what type of experience is in, in store for them. And that's what makes the game, at least for me, exciting and I, fun and make you want to keep going back game and it just sounds like a combination of so many fucking things like kenshi when you're in a village you don't know who's gonna fucking stop by and then what do you know the traveling circus shows up but instead of a circus it's a traveling boxing event and then you can start corporations like eve online like it sounds like you guys have a lot of cool elements from a lot of different games folded into this particular project so my question to you and this might be difficult if you had to pick what would be your two biggest inspirations for this game like from other games for me yes for both uh, would be uh, yeah for me it would be escape from tarkov because okay. keep in keep in mind we use all the tarkov guns we have all the Tarkov armors. So anyone who has played Tarkov in the past will recognize and know the, the necessary information. They're going to know that a, a, like a, a slick is a level 6 armor. They're going to know that a killer is a level 5. Right. They're going to know that certain armors like TV-110s are level 4s, right? So all that stuff is included in there. And then from there, I like to kind of like, I guess it would be D&D for me, real, like if, if I'm being honest. D&D, I'm just like in an implemented f- format for people to play it in a FPS shooter. Right, if that makes sense. Totally. What about for you, Whiskey? Definitely Tarkov. I mean, Tarkov's like probably our base, our base of the server. Like we're trying to implement Tarkov, but kind of get away from all the negatives that Tarkov brings. Um, like like key card rooms. Uh, like he said, the loot system, that kind of stuff. Because I mean, I feel like key card rooms is something so a lot of people in Tarkov they they love the aspect of key card rooms going labs. But a lot of people, I feel like, are kind of scared to go to labs just because it's fucking labs and all the knowers um so i feel like the way we implement it into this server anyone can pretty much go to a key card room yeah it's a risk but it's a little little more simple so i kind of like tarkov's definitely a big one and then mine would be definitely gtrp i really enjoy RPing uh and making human react like interaction with people uh but i feel like this is a little cooler because the gun plays a lot better than compared to gta in my opinion so it's kind of a it's kind of a mix of like Daisy, Daisy, GTA, and Tarkov for me. That's kind of like the three that I'm trying to implement the most. And then I like our I like our Mad Max, but that's not really a game. I just thought it was kind of cool to implement with like a bounty system. Totally. Oh, we forgot to we forgot to talk about the like. So in our beta, I took inspiration. You remember the map shipment in Call of Duty? Oh yes, classic. <laughs> yeah. So I implement. I'm not going to disclose where it is, um, so that people can figure it out on their own. Um, but in <laughs> one of our KOS zones, to access a specific trader, um, you have to enter a space that's like shipment, where it's all CQC crates, and you have to W key through. Some of them you can run through, some of them you can't, and you have to fight your way to get to the trader, right? And it's illuminated at night with a red light, so it's spooky and it gives that like thick event. 
kind of feel, but it's always happening. It's always natural in the world. So if there's multiple people in this KOS zone, guess what? They can all battle it out in a CQC arena by just default, right? Along with that, we um we did not know we did not we weren't prepared. We had a plan of action for a PVE island, uh, but with the new update to the map that we use, which is Deer Isle, shout out to John McLean for design and whatnot. Um, the island that we planned to build on was submerged in water, um, so we had to pivot our idea. That's another challenge that we come across is pivoting based off of mod changes and the world map changing and all that jazz. But what happens is that we get inspired, right? And we create a whole new experience. I, I call it I dubbed it the Tunnel of Doom um, because it. it is a tunnel that zombies do spawn you need a key card to access it but i put in puzzles and different kind of like jump puzzles i put in different types of crate puzzles all sorts of different kinds of little puzzles and like navigations little mazes and whatnot to get through to be able to go through this gigantic tunnel to get down to the end of the tunnel where you then have access to a bunch of key card room loot without actually having to have a key card room like key besides a gate door like the actual gate to enter so high risk high reward yeah, it, because that area can also be a PvP area. If there's a group already in the tunnel, you catch up to them. Guess what? You can kill them and go ahead and go past them. Or if so somebody camps also, it waiting for them to come out. Yeah, that's yep, also yep. a thing that you can run into as well. So it's like it's not only just the events. It's creating unique infrastructure in the map. So like when you go to another server that's using Deer Isle, you know the format of that map. But when you come to our server, it's completely different because we change the format. We add things. We build various different locations up. We added different uh, like kind of buildings and whatnot to make that user experience different and only found here, if that makes sense. Totally, totally. So when it comes to when you guys were making this, would you say you looked at it more from the lens of a person who enjoys gaming and wants to game or through the lens of a content creator? Um, Hard question, I know. For- no, no. I'm for, gonna go, go content creator, Fallen. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. especially, especially Fallen. Fallen's the big brains behind all of our admin events and stuff. I'm more of the like adding new type of mods, like new like upgrades to the server. But I definitely feel like our server is content creator driven. That's not to take away from people that don't stream. Like we want you in here. Like we want you to get the feels. But I feel like for content creation is kind of what we're going for. Because I mean, we had Ash IV. Like for an example, uh, he was on our server for I think one or two days, and he was able to get I think like three or four TikToks out of it just in that one day. So no, I, I think we're going. I think, I think he was able to get like five TikToks. He had one TikTok where he where he killed a bear with a katana. It was the craziest you'd ever seen. But like he was able to create a whole bunch of content and no, like coming from. From my perspective as a content creator i wanted this server to not only be a fun server for the average player but it's also for a content creator and a streamer or anything you want to be right you can you can create content here we're giving you a sandbox to be able to do anything and work within a world that a bunch of different outlets that you can go ahead and interact with to create content because all these different admin events like if you want to be a content creator who specifically hunts the crows daily you could do that do you want to be a content creator that wants to interact with a boxing ring or interact with the different traders or to be a bandit and rob all the traders like there's a whole bunch of things you can do in this sandbox world. You can establish gang wars. You can establish faction wars. I have a I have a subsection in our rules that is set for a world war situation. Like there's a where all the leaders of all the factions and the gangs would all meet up with myself and Whiskey, present their sides, and we can have like a UN meeting where we will establish the rules of engagement, and then from there create a world war. So like those elements are pre-planned. It's just up to the players to get to that point, right? And that 
that's where content creators can have a blast, right? Because if you are instigating and starting this like kind of like infighting between different factions and all that jazz, guess what? If you start a world war like, and you're leading one of the like one of the war fronts, like that's a huge content creation opportunity, right? You can do so Absolutely. much with that. That that so, actually has a lot of potential. Although when you said you, like all four factions come together and discuss their terms, I just pictured Gangs of New York. It's like let's get into like a fight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like they would all sit down in a situation like that, and we would all like everyone picks their sides. If they want to be neutral, then we go ahead and create neutral. People get their armbands that signify which uh, faction they're a part of. I even have an element in there for uh, attributing permadeath of a specific RP character that you created. So, like, there is an element in the World War for a World War to end. Um, either one side has to sur surrender or you eliminate the other side. Once a individual from one faction dies three times, their RP character is dead, they have no information, and they have to start a brand new character. So, World War does come with that like level of oh my god i might lose this character if that makes sense so it has that more in that intensity that that feeling of tarkov where you go into a raid and you are might lose everything right, right. and this is even more because you're losing that whole character all the relations that you've made all the things that you've done so as that more level of like risk when you go out there so with this particular server are you planning on wipes? Are you having it be continuous? Like, what's your plan for the longevity of the server in place? Uh, so right now, um, as I said, the beta would be a month long. But once we hit the full launch, uh, the server right now is planned to be 90-day wipes. So wipe, 90 days. Um, and then, for example, at the start of every single wipe, uh, the beta testers be getting a gift so we take we shout out to Battleship for this idea uh beta testers get a gift um anyone who like on holidays everyone gets a gift um like individuals get little packages and stuff like that that help them to start their wipe right um moving on if it gets if this starts to blow up more and we need to have multiple servers we can make a server that's an eternal realm where it's always eternal rolling and it's always going to be as is it won't wipe ever versus nice. another server that wipes like quicker and maybe another server that is a three month or a six month server so it just depends on how much traction we get because then from there we just go ahead and talk to the community and see what their feedback is do they want the wipe to be a little bit longer do they want it to be shorter and then from there if they communicate with us then we go ahead and make a poll and then implement it because we don't want to just be like this overarching force that makes all the decisions for everybody remember we want transparency so exactly. every every post that we make in the discord i'm explaining all the things like we were supposed to launch the beta yet last week but I just said, hey, guys, uh, we still need to figure out X, Y, and Z and figure out all these elements. And then be, once we figure these out, then we're going to be ready. We want to make sure we give you a, a proper product that you guys are looking for. And they're all so, like, understanding. That's the best part about it. Everyone's so willing to wait and be excited for this event and be excited for this launch of this beta because they've been so invested in it. And it's it's a unique experience to see so many people invested in something that, like, is not their project. Just, they just get to take part in it. And it just feels good on the inside. Does that make sense? No, 100%. It definitely does, especially when it's a labor that is being well-received. You know what I mean? It's like there's nothing better than, like, making something for somebody and having them appreciate it. And you guys are kind of doing that on a massive scale, like, which is kind of crazy to think about because this is your baby. Like, you're yeah. putting this all together, watching it get off its feet, watching it get the comments it gets, and watching people, like, show, like, appreciation for it or excitement to play it must be a whole nother level of just, like, wow, I did that. That must feel pretty fucking good. Yeah, I mean, 
I, I can say I would say whiskey that champ was pretty excited to be like I'm finally done coding the beta. <laughs> he was like I did. Yeah, yeah he had a moment he, of like he, release. <laughs> he's just pre- like because the alpha, like I said, it was a test. He wasn't happy with it, but we needed to get something out to the people, so we got it out to him. And then today he finished up the last final touches before we release tomorrow at noon. Um, and you could just hear. Like day, every week, last couple weeks, it's just like, oh, oh, like he's just so like, like stressed out. And then today, like he was just like, I can't wait to like release this to the public, like just proud. So like, it, that was a pretty cool, that was a pretty cool experience today to hear him like sound excited because it's he's he's been he's been working his ass off could, on this shit. You could literally yeah. hear him like unclench. He's like, oh my god, it's yeah. over. <laughs> yeah, it's over. Yeah, yeah. Because then after after the beta, it's just polishing it, and then the 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 development part becomes fun after we full launch. Because yep. the development is no longer fixing issues; it's doing R and D, it's research and development. How what else can we add to the server to make it better every single wipe? And then we that's why we own two separate servers. We have one server that's going to be active and rolling, and then we have one like test server for ourselves for the admin to go ahead and test out. Do we want to add airstrikes randomly? All right, let's test it in the test server. Do we want to add like these, all these random different elements that we could add in in the next wipe so that's going to be a lot more fun for him right as a developer because it's a lot more unique things where you can get creative if that makes sense totally no that completely makes sense so for this beta coming up is this a closed beta is this an open beta is it invite only like how what, what way are you approaching this beta so the alpha was more of an invite only um we wanted to vet the people that were taking part in the alpha um and then like obviously they can invite their friends and they just have to understand that it is an alpha right that it is a work in progress it's not finished it's not finalized all that jazz um so the alpha was closed it was more of an invite only you had to react or comment on my twitter post and then from there i would give you all the information how to enter the server um, the beta is an open beta, so everyone can go ahead and hop in. They just have to join the Discord, and then they're able to go ahead and hop in the server and take part in it um, because it is a lot more well polished. It is, too, in my opinion, this beta is night and day compared to the alpha. It has proper loot pool systems, like all the quality of life elements, earmuffs now, so cars aren't super loud. There's like a whole bunch of little things here and there that just all the community, like it was the community that gave us these ideas and we just implemented them and made it better for them. So I, I'm honestly super excited to be able to release it tomorrow because it's everything that they're hoping for and, and hope that they receive it really well, you know? Will there be tears at launch? Absolutely. Uh, tears in what sense? Tears of joy. Tears of joy, ecstasy, like, I did that! Oh, yeah, 100%. I'll be streaming streaming it tomorrow. I think I'm more excited for just the feedback, um, just to see, like, because we've put in uh, so much work into this beta compared to the, I mean, the alpha, we put a ton of work. That was our, like, that was our, like, Achilles heel learning. And this beta was our, like, we're polished up a lot. It's going to just be good to see all the people that were in the alpha come to the beta. And just, I'm excited to see the comments and the feedback that we get. Uh, Good and bad. um, But I'm just expecting a lot better feedback off this one and see people. uh, Just hopefully it gets a lot more traction. We had some good traction on the alpha for a little bit. We were averaging about 30 people in the server, like, constantly for at least about, about, like, a week and a half. Which is pretty good for a brand new server, in my my opinion. Um, So I'm kind of excited to see... Uh, the beta takeoff um, for all the people that are excited to see it and just kind of see what traction this one brings. I just feel like yeah. every time we release something, it's just going to get better and better. 
Right. Yeah, because at this point, uh, I would say, in my opinion, it is comparable to other, like any other server you might come into. Like it has all the elements that you need in order for it to be like a legit like server. Like you can actually just sit here and you can play on the server, and it would make sense and it would work. It's just now it's going to be polishing it even further to make it even better. And then yeah. on top of that, I was able to um, speak to Bohemia Interactive, um, and then be able to get approved for the ability to monetize the server as well. Um, which is huge for us. So, yeah, it's we, so we were able to be like, right now, it's everything's out of pocket. It's all of our time and effort and money is just out of pocket. Me and whiskey just dumping into it to make it into something that we want it to be like a passion project. Um, Bohemia, I went a few emails back and forth, and we got approved for the monetization. And it was I was super excited because now we can offer everybody like the VIP vendors that we've had developed already, but we could, we weren't allowed to offer them. So now like people are able to do VIP tier one, two, or three, and now they get cool cosmetics. They can get nifty like uh, clothing items if they want to RP certain things. They're able to get like different customized cars, like they have like anime cars, anime tanks, shit. There's like a Bud Hawk, which is a weed Black Hawk. Like there's a whole bunch of nifty little items in there that now. Now they get they're able to potentially have access to um oh. but none of it is game breaking obviously it's like you're not going to get a uh, an advantage everything's going to be the same price as anything else out in the real world for regular players you don't want to pay for it uh so there's nothing that will give them a competitive edge that's part of bohemia's um standards for monetization but it's all like fun stuff that like if you want to rep a pantera t-shirt you can if you want to rep a metallica t-shirt t-shirt you can you want to get a cool nike like uh the baseball hat and a jacket sure <laughs> like i was gonna say slipknot mask but everyone in this village already fucking has one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, we do have we we have a we have a good amount of masks in our loot pools too, yeah. um, yes. which is pretty nifty. And some of them are even functional for like gas zones too. We have one nifty one that like it looks like almost like a Borderlands like um, ad that you would kill. Um, it looks like a Borderlands mask, but it functions as a gas mask for gas zones too, which is really nifty. That actually kind of leads into my next question: Is there any item in game that's just like kind of silly? But it serves a good purpose, kind of like in Hitman. You can you, you can kill people with a unicorn horn. Like, do you guys have like a ridiculous item in game that you secretly love? Um, I do, but we we can't. We have we didn't implement them into the game because they're a little ridiculous. But we have like legit lightsabers. I'm a huge Star Wars fan, and it was just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, but it's hard to implement those into the game, like because he said Bohemia. You can't have a item that's paid for and it give you a tactical advantage so we remove that but that's definitely one of my favorite uh, items was uh, the lightsabers so like what those items will be used for in the future right so imagine this you're a content creator you're going through the ravage lands where you survive and be to dodge and dive away from all the enemies and possible bandits and then as you're going through a forest you hear a bunch of little chirps and it ends up being a bunch of ewoks tiny little men running around throwing stones and sticks at you it's like we're able to do that kind of stuff i can create ewoks like i can change the size of an individual and make them into a little ewok with a little fursuit and start throwing stuff at people I can, if I want to, I can literally have a squadron of stormtroopers go ahead and roll up on a base, shoot at the base, and miss all of their shots just for comedic value. I guess right. those are little th those are little things that we're planning to add in. Like we can have like in in a certain area, like out of nowhere, in the middle of a fight, you might see like two Jedi duking it out, right? 
So it's even those like peripheral image pieces of content where it's like, wait, where did this come from? Like a, a whole like curveball item that's just comedic and fun. So it's it's like we take ourselves seriously, but we also know that we want to have a laugh, right? Every I love once in a while. how you switched gears to the P, like you know the NPR voice, and then you immediately took me to space Vietnam with the Ewoks <laughs> throwing shit at me. <laughs> Yeah, so that, that's the that's the the D and D in me. You know what I mean? Oh, no, so I, being I able to you. change pitches and all that jazz. But like, Absolutely. yeah, it's just like being able to create fun stuff for people, man. It's like gaming has like lost that fun attribute, and I really want to. Like, I was, I really want to create something that's fun. That's like that you look forward to going and playing, right? So that that is the that thing brings me. me to kind of a sad question. What was the last time in gaming, and not counting your own game, that you? enjoyed it like you actually had like unaltered like unscripted fun you know what i mean not not putting it on for a camera just actually having fun not having to pretend whiskey if you want to go first you can um i had a lot of fun when this when i know it sounds kind of like promoted but when we dropped the alpha and we, we didn't have too many players on the server, probably like six six to ten were on the server. And me and Fallen just randomly put on some like checkered flannels and like a yellow bandana. And we just kind of started running around as like Los Fatos. And that was probably like some of the most fun I've ever had was just messing people, like putting on like a little Mexican accent. It, it, was, it was a lot of fun. Well, but, prior to the, <laughs> but, but prior to the server... Um, I don't know. I played Siege a few months ago, and I had some good times on Siege. Yeah. I used to be a huge Siege player, uh, so Siege Siege is always a good one to jump back to if I want to like enjoy playing video games, just because I've always enjoyed Siege. Our brains went the complete opposite direction when you said red flannel <laughs> and yellow bandana. I just thought like were you like the brawny paper towel? <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah, I yeah. Outside of our like doing like because I, I have so much fun doing RP. Like I, as a like I'm a, yeah I'm a DM, but like being able to be the rp be able to be those characters and like do all the voices and whatnot right. is so much fun like I, that's why i love doing the creative side of like the whole entire server because it doesn't feel like work it's just exciting it's like oh let's see how they react to this like and let's see what they do with this so, like it's just being able to have fun that way but when it came guys, to like, gaming theater kids did you like do plays and stuff like when that rp aspect of it sorry to cut you off in the initial question i was just like sorry. wait a minute <laughs> Uh, I was for, I was not I was all sports. Yeah, for me I was all sports as well. I always did have that like hey, like nerdy side I would guess. Uh I would I could say like I played a lot of I played a lot of like RuneScape and I played a bunch of uh World of Warcraft and I played Fable, which by the way Fable 3 or 4, Fable 4 is coming out. I cannot wait. Um I still can't like, believe they got bullied too. into making their lead protagonist more attractive because fucking people <laughs> no. are dicks. <laughs> But like, yeah, I guess I never really, I never knew that I enjoyed RP until I became a streamer. Um, when I became a streamer, I, I, I am me, my whole self, just a little exaggerated, right? Um, but like, as I was doing the streaming stuff at the create content, I would put on these roles and whatnot. Eventually, uh, the Dirty Rat, which shout out to him, he was my very first co-stream ever. Um, he introduced me to D and D, and I was like, oh my god, this is 
so much fun. I get to do anything. I could create whatever. I can do any voice I want and have like the world is my oyster. This is a blast. I've never experienced anything like that. So that was kind of like the motivator. Like I do a bunch of RP stuff now because I like I tapped into a part of me that I didn't knew didn't know existed. Right. And that's been the like this like it's been so much fun exploring that at the age of 29 right to be able to like see this whole new facet of my personality that i didn't know i was repressing if that makes sense no totally so when you're creating a character how much of yourself would you say is in each character or would is it completely a clean like clean swipe every time that's a completely different mold um for me i would say that I have one character that is the most like me, which is uh, Count Luvis or Luvis Black. Uh, that would be the the closest to my personality. Uh, and it would have the voice that's most similar to me, uh, same mannerisms, uh, maybe like a little bit more like that is that's more so like who, who like who i am uh everything else outside of that is clean slate so whenever i play that character it's you're gonna get the most me that's my like my daily if that makes sense like my that's my daily car i, I ride that one right but then beyond that i can go ahead and create a different complete different character and be able to have a whole new voice and like change it out and create a whole new like in, like inspiration like a whole new unique person if that makes sense Right, so some days you could be like full like January sixth, or you could be like some crazy out of nowhere character. Yeah, like and <laughs> it's a lot of fun. I think Whiskey has Marcus, which is his most outlandish character. That he's All played. my characters are just outlandish. It's like uh, there's no character that's like me. All my characters are just out there. Like Marcus is nuts. Uh, I would say you're the one that's closest to you, just a little bit more aggressive than you would be Dooku. Yeah, Dooku. Um, yeah. I don't bring him around that much anymore, though. But like, like Marcus is probably my favorite character. Uh, he just kind of just runs around with a pipe wrench and tries to like beat the shit out of everybody. It's, nice. it's so it's just yeah, it's, he's just kind of wild. And he talks like these. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's horrible. He's my favorite character, but. He, dude, he's my favorite character by far. He yeah, like he's these. a bald. <laughs> he he's my wild. <laughs> Dude, my wife hates when I'm him because she's like, like we're, I live in an RV trailer now, like, and like you can hear things everywhere. So she freaks out when I do that voice. It pisses her off. So <laughs> I might have to tone it down on Marcus now a little bit. So but, your character's yeah. just bald with that voice. He's like everything Mario oh, isn't. Dude, <laughs> dude bald, uh, no, no armors, no like, like just basic standard like freshy clothing and a pipe wrench. And he just <laughs> runs at people. It's funny. Um, <laughs> And, like, those are, like, the unique characters that we try to implement, right? Because everyone's playing their specific role, but we want to add these, like, wild, like, kind of outlandish characters that are, like, completely unique that they can interact with, right? And there are, like, players that, like, we know personally who are great at RP, too, and they are really, really good for having in the server. Because, like, shout-out to Smiley Wiggins, one of the best RP like people that i've ever met he plays a character that is so good his voice is so unique and how's it going yeah like, that's what he sounds like, yeah, like hey, how's, how's it going how's it going <laughs> my name is smiley wiggins like it's it's so good um the way he executes it and it's really cool to see people be able to like find their niche find their voice find their like who their persona is right like the cannoli cartel a bunch of italian guys who like to go ahead and uh they, they run the racetracks if you understand me so like they they were able to go ahead and mold though that like a little italian mobster vibe and find their voice there so it's really cool to like 
like see the progression of a player, right? Because right. when you have a new player that joins the server, it's basically just like their voice and they're, they're trying to figure out their surroundings, right? They're like a newborn baby. But then as they interact with the NPCs and as they interact with more players, they're like, oh, okay, so people are really like putting on personas for this. Okay, so what do I want to be? And then they take inspiration from everything that's around them. They could be a hunter. They could be people who are like uh, specifically like uh, hitmen. They could be people who are our peers. They could do anything. And it's like, it's really cool that they're able to go ahead and like loot up, get what they need, and then they have the world as their oyster. They have all these things that they can can interact with or not interact with. Right. It's up to them. So, okay, fun, kind of a funny question. Baldur's Gate 3 made national headlines when a romanceable character one could have sex with in bear form. So the question to you guys is, how many romanceable characters will be in your game, and how many of them will be in animal forms for the furries out there who may want to play? Um, first things first, <laughs> shout out to Baldur's Gate. Uh, I can't wait. Uh, to play that game uh, not for that reason I just really am stoked for a D&D-esque game um, I don't think we have the mod for that yet uh, Whiskey would you want to add like animal romance into the server no, no, no people romance this was a druid we're not oh, talking about okay. this was a weird loophole I was like ah. alright uh. well yeah like uh, so there was actually um, there's two characters that they like they were like like playing a romance between the two of them they were in the rp zone and they had like this like high tension like kind of romance where like it, it was interesting to see how people rp that stuff right um, so you could romance people you can have marriages if you want we have church halls one of our safe zones is literally a church um the fallen chapel you say that, so, like, but you got banned from a server for knocking a lady out at a red wedding <laughs> how safe could these places yeah. truly be <laughs> Uh, yeah, but no, you can't lift your gun to save some brother. You can only shop and buy and interact with people. Um, you can't lift but, your uh, gun, but, but you yeah, can lift no, a like wrench. Damn the... <laughs> <laughs> right, Marcus can't. Uh, but yeah, like you can if you want to romance people and like create that type of experience for yourself. You more than likely can. You can do whatever yeah. you want. I don't if think you... we'll do any like ERP though, like like super like weird sexual stuff. Good. Um, <laughs> definitely, I definitely don't think that we're gonna tolerate that one. But like, if you want to like do like a RP like a marriage, but like I don't want to like walk into a house and two people are like fake boning like that doesn't sound very appealing to deal with yeah i just hope they that, don't do like the whole kmart registry making it feel like a commitment like oh, i didn't go to fucking susan's wedding <laughs> yeah but no, oh like my God, can you imagine they go on the registry that they want things from the black market and shit like oh my god that would be hilarious i see you didn't send a gift or rsvp um <laughs> out of the guild like can you like <laughs> You, I mean, you could send RSVPs through Discord. Like, you, that's the the beauty of it. Is you can do that if you really want to. Right. Um, that's where it's where it's like the the most fun. Like, it's really honestly, you can do anything. It's pretty much like make it your own. Just be, you know, I mean, be don't break TOS. Be, be yeah, a decent human thing. being. Exactly. But like, really, there's not there's not really a fine line. Like, you'll you'll know if you're skirting it, but really, there's not much skirting it. <laughs> yeah, 100%. like of, of, in. 
in our in our rules i specifically put like make sure that you are you're following twitch tos like when you're communicating with other players uh, uh in the game you have to be following twitch tos because it uh, even though it is meant for regular players and regular people uh content creators will come to the server and they will try it out like i know um will des wants to go come and try it out and like play with his community members and whatnot so like when they're creating content like that i want them to be able to be ha be reassured that it's a safe space for them they're not going to run into anything that will be against tos right that that totally makes sense so with the game moving forward with the release date being tomorrow at noon for anybody who is unaware of any of this stuff and is just hearing us talk about this and is starting to peak interest based off of the things i've seen on social media maybe the podcast episode where would be the best place for them to access this beta uh, so for me, uh, the best way to be able to find this uh, would be to go to any of my socials. All my socials have the link for the Discord. Um, and then from there, you have all the information you would need to know, all the information on the server, all the rules, all the lore, and how to enter the server itself. Uh, but if you do want to just hop on, and check it out all you gotta do is type in the last hope rp into your vanilla launcher or dzsa launcher and you will find the server there you can just hop right in and go ahead and just start playing uh and then if you like the server and you're interested in playing on it then you can go ahead and join the discord and then meet all the people that are in there so on the discord is there a section dedicated for new people people who are new to the scene don't have any friends in said server and are getting their feet wet um so in the server we have let me open it up so i can give you a full breakdown actually uh but in this space like there is a whole variety of different areas so there's like their server info this is where all the new people will come through and they'll be able to see all recent announcements rules lore channel all the updates all the mods you will need all the polls suggestions all that information how to be a vip all that jazz from there, we have a we have a split in the Discord. We have a out of character area where people are chatting regularly, and new people can go in there and see like, oh, is there anyone looking for a new member or looking for someone to play with? Um, it's sort of like a, a channel where they can just discuss and chat about random things, and also could treat it like an LFG channel. And then from there, there is also the in character section, and in that space, you are talking as your character in that in the Discord. And then there's jobs and bounties. You can put your character bio in there. So for new players, all the information is there in the general chat in the out of character is an easy place to meet people. Along with that, in the actual server, you can everyone has their roles. So you can actually see like the cannoli cartel. And you can see like they have a role there. You can see the countrymen is another group of individuals who have their own role. So you can start learning the like the lay of the land. Who who runs different groups, who's solo, who's playing with other people, all that kind of stuff too. Right. So when you design the butcher. And you had his, like, you know, you were workshopping him, had him all designed out. And then when uh, Diablo 4 came out and they had a character named The Butcher, were you just like, fuck, did you, like, let out, like, an audible, like, anger moment? Or was it just a coincidence? Or was it one of those things, like, damn it, they got us? Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, don't get it twisted, actually. This was, um, so I've been, uh, before on that previous question, any game that has made me happy recently that I've been enjoying has been Diablo 4. I've been having a blast diving into that world and that game with Odin Borson, uh, another content creator. Um, and we love the concept of the butcher and he, and he was like, I want to be involved in the server, but I don't know really how I will have time. 
um, and I don't really know if I can be super consistent with it, but I know that I'll be able to pop in randomly and like be a PvP character that people can hunt down and kill, nice. like the butcher. And I was like, and I was like, why don't you just be the butcher? Like you could have this like giant axe or butcher knife on you. We can do that whole entire thing, but as a military aesthetic. And like that would be your code name, like the butcher. And that's where we pulled the inspiration from, because like the beauty of finding the butcher on Diablo is a blast. It's like, okay, a really hard challenge to kill him. And then when he dies, you get a whole bunch of cool high tier loot. I wanted to take that experience that people love in Diablo and implement it into the server. So I just went, boop, drag and drop. All right, this is how we're going to run it. And people can get that same experience they love in this game and be able to get it in our server, too. I'm happy I asked that because I wasn't sure if it was just a coincidence or one was paying homage. I wasn't like, what? Like, what is, it's too close. Do you know, it's one of those things where it's like these things oh, yeah. just came out. So it's like one's probably inspired by the other, but you never know unless you ask. For all I know, he's like, I've been creating this character for 10 years. Kind of thing. <laughs> no, yeah, it's a lot of the stuff that I implement creatively is inspired by a lot of other creations. Like a lot of n- new work nowadays is inspired by other people's work, right? right. Um, so I look at all these things that, remember, my, my goal is to take all the positives of other games and imp- implement them into the server, into a world where it's all just positive it's all cool stuff and cool shit to interact with and i noticed that in diablo like that was the one cool thing that people would be super stoked about or they'll be like oh fuck the the butcher's here like that that moment of just rinsing nightmare dungeons out over and over and over again just like rinse and repeat rinse and repeat when the butcher shows up it's like either oh fuck i'm scared or like oh hell yeah we get to try and beat this guy and get this really high tier loot and i want i wanted to emulate that into the server so yeah it's like a homage uh, we have elements of Tarkov thrown in there. We have elements of the hunt. Like in the future, we're planning on having um, Jarbees. customizable, like <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> so. We're trying to have like um, customizable zombies. So like, I want to have like Cthulhu as zombies. I want to have uh, murderer zombies. I want to have unique zombies, so we can now have that kind of hunt showdown aesthetic too. So be able to have like certain zombies that people can hunt down. So that's for later in the game. Be able to have those custom ones as well implemented. So like. It's always taking this, the cool elements of other like titles and being able to make it into this super title, if that makes sense. Totally. It's like a super band, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, <laughs> absolutely. So when somebody dies three times and their character's permadeath and they have to make a brand new character, does that roll that zombie into the population? Like the, the clothes they wore when they died that third time, does that like spawn a zombie that's wearing that exact like clothing? So that is a mod that we can implement. Um, right now, I know that when you do die, uh, you turn up as a body bag. Um, and that body bag will have all the loot on it. Someone can loot it and be able to take everything. Right. Um, Whiskey, I don't I don't know if you implemented them turning into a zombie at all. Um, uh, we sure have that... not added that. We've thought about it. We're trying to figure it out about, like, when you die, you're turning into a zombie. Um, it's something we could do. We'll have to remove body bags, of course. But we can talk about that later. <laughs> yeah. So that's, like, that's an idea that we didn't mull over. We just found that body bags are easy, consistent, and the body is not hard to find. Like, when you get that long-distance kill from a 1,000 meters away with this uh, uh, Kivari sniper rifle, right? Right. You want to be able to find that body. You want to Nice get black body bag, easy to yeah. spot on yeah. the grass, pavement, wherever they fell. 
yeah exactly so and body bags we saw like that was a consistent like um consistently used mod across a lot of pdp servers so we wanted some of the pdpers who play daisy regularly have some mods in there that are like nostalgic to them or they they know how the functionality of it works so it's innately in their like in their brain of how to function with that right what do you do if your buddy dies in a ghillie suit how the fuck are you ever gonna find yeah, him like, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Oh, I love it. So, kind of a competitive question. So, on your server, there's a lot of other servers out there. Now, is there anyone on there that you have as, like, a rival, like, a secret rival? Be like, hey, if we can get to these numbers and, like, compete with them, that would be sick. Do you have any secret rival servers that you're willing to mention? If not, it's cool. Um, I would say... Escape from Namask, the new yeah. so yeah, I'd say Escape from Namask and Escape from Deer Isle. So there's a they're pretty new as well. Well, they're not really new, but they've made it like a new server name. They've been known for a while. Um, they're kind of similar to us. Um, not really though. We're completely unique. But I mean, I would just it's not really a competitive. It's kind of more of a goal. Like I would like to be where they're at. Like uh, yeah. with their consistent numbers. I think they have three servers. Um, and they're like 110 people. Uh, like cap and they're full all the time so it's more of like kind of like a goal um of course we don't want to be like any other server so like it's kind of hard to look at it that way but like that would be a good one to kind of go off of of like kind of a rival but at the same time kind of like a stepping stone to look at and like somewhere to shoot like a shooting star what we want to shoot to yeah, yeah goal like because they have they obviously they have escape like escape from the mall so they have this the tarkov like influence and they're very tarkov driven um but they don't have all the other elements that we throw in there so we're like we're still a very completely different server from them right but we do enjoy we do enjoy what they're doing and we do really and like we we like that they're they have these full servers and whatnot so it is an an achievable goal yeah. that we want to reach at some point right yeah yeah they're literally um, they escape from tarkov daisy we didn't want to be that we wanted to implement all the games we enjoy into ours. So, like, they're completely different, and every server, modded server, is completely different. So it's hard to really compare, but there's there are, like, Rearms are really another good one to, like, look up to, because, like, or what's that? Uh, Cryptic, Cryptic, Rearmed, yeah. and, like, Escape from the Mosque and Escape from Deer Isle. Like, those are really good servers um, that have put out really good mods. Like, a lot of them have done their own mods. It's just a good stepping stone to look at, like, where we need to get to. Yeah. Like Cryptic is a PvP server, right? right? So like we we like we did research on that because we were playing in that one RP server, right? And we we got the RP experience. All right, what's next? We need to figure out the PvP experience. So we went into Cryptic servers. We went into uh, the was it twenty eight days later? Like those PvP servers were like, all right, let's figure out how this PvP functions. See what guns are broken. See which guns are good. See which mod packs are like more heavily used to do like R and D, like research and development for our servers. So we kind of like looked at those servers and was like okay so this is like the general understanding across various different pvp servers of like what people prefer using right to give us that information so we did a lot of research on whiskey and i on our end too before actually trying to like execute this project yeah. um and shout out to all those servers man like i yeah. said we're, we're not it's not a competition man like shout out to like cryptic 28 days rearmed uh, even refined man uh it refined started it all let's be real um it might not yeah. have been the best uh, experience, but at the same time, like it's what got us to get here. So shout out to all those servers too. Yeah, they were the they were the necessary inspiration for us to take the step. So yeah, shout out to them. Nice, nice, well said. So when it comes to the stress of something of this magnitude being developed, being put out for the public, 
and all that other stuff, what would you say your best coping mechanism has been? Has it been something in the gaming scene? Has it been something outside the computer realm that you do on a regular basis to like get yourself in a right headspace? Like, what do you guys personally do to get you guys is like you know mind right with all the stressors and things coming at you? Um, well, uh, for me, um, keep in mind I, I work a nine to five, so I do that. But I also play. I like playing with my community. So off stream, be able to just hang out with all the different people that are in there, just be able to hang out with them, play different games and just like generally just like, like I almost have that nostalgic feeling of like back in the day playing Call of Duty with all the homies and like shooting the shit and like talking shit to each other and just having fun. That natural form of gaming has been really, really like a good outlet for me. Um, Diablo 4 has been another outlet that I've been playing on, too. So that's been helping a lot. Also going on vacations. I just got back from Dominican Republic with my girlfriend, which was a blast. Um, so just being able to have like uh, ex- like time away from the PC too and doing D&D stuff. Like it's a similar form of content, but it's a whole different outlet. And that stuff is like passion projects for me. So I really enjoy them. Nice. What about you, Whiskey? Uh, um, I'm nine to five, man. I'm in the military. So uh, I've got thick skin, so I don't get too stressed out, man. Not about this kind of stuff. Um. But my outlet, man, um, I haven't actually been doing a lot of gaming lately. It's been kind of nice. It's been kind of like a, like a relief. I've been doing a lot of development with the server and stuff. But other than that, it's been more kind of just hanging out with my wife. Um, we've moved into like a smaller space, and I, I feel like it's been a good thing, actually. So like hanging out with the wife a lot more than I uh, used to. So I feel like that's kind of been like my decompressor uh, from like the server stress and just life stress. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, those go you're well is really chill too yeah i have a really chill wife yeah i got a pretty good wife yeah pretty dope that's yeah that's definitely it takes a lot of stress off and your wife's (laughs) understanding and cool like why are you going back upstairs to do you're doing what (laughs) and like i have to do this like oh okay and it's like thank god thank god you're cool with all these hobbies (laughs) (laughs) just rolls her eyes like more nerd shit okay Okay, so yeah. moving forward with this project, what is your highest goal with it? Like, what would you want to see it become if you had unlimited funding, unlimited, like, you know, resources at your availability? Like, what would you do with this title and this idea? Whiskey, do you want me to go? Well, yeah, I, 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 yeah, here, I'll go because Fallen's going to go off and we're going to be here until next year, so... Uh, my my main goal, um, I want this to take off. I want people to enjoy it and like it. Uh, I really want to stay like a lot of once you like kind of blow up. Uh, you I've seen a lot of servers, a lot of games just lose the community aspect. I want to stay very really close to the community. I want community feedback. Um, I want to look into once we get big enough and we're we're making enough money to be able to fund all the like the servers and stuff because it's not cheap running these servers. Um, I would like to get to where we expand to different maps because there's different maps in uh, in Daisy. So I want to have like a server a little different on every map, very similar style like the way we have it now, but just kind of a little different. So that way, if you get bored on one map you could drop to it it's kind of like tarkov like you you play woods at the beginning of white for 50 times then you never go back because you get bored of it and you don't want to go to woods so this kind of gives you like a little bit of reach to go a little bit of everywhere so my, my end goal would be to have like five complete servers um in every different map um and have a really good big admin team um that's i feel like admin team and development team is something i really want to focus on uh if this thing really takes launch 
I agree with everything he said. Um, yeah, being the, I really want to be able to get to a point where we're able to pay our like our devs. We're able to pay, like, pay for these servers. We're able to pay our admins. Like that would be an ideal world. Being able to be able to fund all of these things and fund people's time and stuff like that. So it could be like a part time job. Like that would be sick if I could help people get jobs and get money and like then this world and this economy through a video game. That'd be sick. Um, but beyond that, like for the server itself, <clears throat> yes, I would love to be able to expand to other maps and be able to have uh, different types of experiences uh, and being able to expand my creative team be able to have different like different individuals who can run fulls like servers on the creative side and i could train them and teach them and give them like kind of like disseminate all the creative stuff to implement into all the servers um and then from there it would be able to like have servers that are dedicated to rp like have one server that's a full rp server and then have one full pvp server and then be able to have these subsections of the world that we've created but tailor made for certain types of players right so if people just want to do only pvp well guess what you have the entire last hope rp experience but now it's just the last hope pvp and like this is where there's no safe zones there's no rp zone it's just full pvp area and rating 24 7 whenever you want versus the rp world where it's all rp you can just be able to play whatever characters it's more like a gta rp world right so being able to create these multiple different unique experiences that someone could choose from because i want i would love to be able to provide someone with a menu of options so i want to be able to provide all the experiences nice that's that's fucking awesome like that was well said too like it's just so cool when you have an idea you find someone in the same boat like you guys did with this game that you created and then you found other people along the way like you gave a shout out to shampoo who helped you guys put this all together so my next question to you guys is there anybody out there other than the ones you've already mentioned like ash and shampoo is there anybody else that you would really like to thank now is your time to take as much time as you'd like to thank anybody who you haven't already mentioned and if you want to thank them again fuck it it's your episode you do whatever you want (laughs) um so i mean for me i would love to just say like shout out to everyone in the community all the people who were interested to just even give us a shot in the dark to hop in the alpha server thank you thank you for having faith in me and whiskey and shampoo for putting something together that they will enjoy for being able to just to have the faith fun um i want to say shout out to all of our our admins all the people who are currently building stuff right now in the server for us people that are doing a lot of the back end work like shout out to all of them our entire team has put effort like effortful like so much effort and so many hours of different types of experiences and different types of implementations into the server itself so i want to say thank you to all of them um shout out once again to whiskey for taking upon this project with me and shampoo for helping us make it a reality and then the streamers that come by i mean Ash IV, thank you. Uh, uh, Ames, uh, or Amethyst, if you knew her back in the day, uh, thank you for stopping by and checking it out. Uh, thank you to all of the other content creators that are on there, like one to doodly do and end boss and like all these cool, nifty, unique individuals that have been playing either on other DayZ servers, have been playing Tarkov, like um, Dr. <laughs> Wizard Time. I believe he's Dude XL now. Um, Dr. Dumbledude. Um, all these individuals, really, it's it's really cool to see them playing on 
something that we've created. So I want to say thank you to everybody. It really means a lot that they're taking the time out of their day to give us a chance. And that's all I can really ask. It's give us an hour see if you like it if you don't no worries if you do i'm super excited to see how you interact with the world that we build nice. you know what i mean well said whiskey do you have anybody you out done? there that you yeah, would I'm like done. to <laughs> thank <Yeah. laughs> i want to thank hey, i want to thank fallen man um this is a lot of pressure and a lot of stress and a lot of time and we've been doing this going on almost four months now and we haven't had a single argument we've had some some tense talks but we've never had an argument we've never let come between us and for this at this magnitude of what we're building that's pretty cool uh, uh me and fallen met last year so it's pretty cool to uh actually have like a friend doing this without running into issues or losing a friend over some dumb shit so shout out to fallen big time uh, i also want to shout out to our whole admin team john razor kevin wyatt jackson lunar uh kirsten tree trip our developers trip and J- or trip uh champ and jeremy big shout out to all of them uh that's our team and then the rest just shout out to everyone that came and tried the beta or the alpha um just be ready for the beta it's it's uh it's jumping into a whole new world uh, and i hope y'all really yeah. enjoy it nice so when it the game a pleasure oh it's her. but last question when the game full releases you guys gonna have like a fun merchandise item like a t-shirt with a wrench or anything like ridiculous or streamer based <laughs> so Speaking of, since you said that, we just we just picked up a new admin guy. We literally interviewed him right before we came in here, and he's got a little bit of a like making mod experience, and he's he's done clothing. So we're gonna probably look into like the serious people that are using like like promoting the server heavy. Um, it's gonna be more based off. You don't even have to be a streamer. We're gonna just look for who's playing the server, who's really like enjoying the server, who's us- using all their time into the server. Streamers, regular players, it doesn't matter. And we're gonna kind of like talk of how they have streamer items. I think we're gonna look into maybe adding like like player items, like yeah, like some RP items, c- c- custom items. Like for Ash, would give him. I don't know what we would give him. Probably some like fire flames shooting over the top of his head. You know what I mean? Some crazy well, stuff. He, Just, he's, or like, a Philly cheesesteak. Mayor of Asheville. I would give him a like a. Yeah, he wants he wants to be the mayor of Asheville, so I'll give him like a little mayor's badge or like um a uh, Doug Dimadome like hat, like some something silly like that. That'll be fun, right? It would also uh, be funny. That I just remembered by the way. Okay. Um, if you also do want. Ooh. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. If you, I just remembered uh, from your, yeah, from your previous question, if you do want information on the server, you can go to www.lasthoperp.com, and you can be able to see all of our information. By the way, that website was just launched uh, this past week by Shampoo Six Six as well. So that is also another way you can find us. Nice, nice. Yeah, it'd be funny if you put like you know like those city signs. You could put like one for Asheville and just have it just destroyed in the town. Just have it be like destroyed buildings. Here you go, Ash. Here you go, Ash. You just get a the old town. Here you go, man. Yeah, but we are looking to add streamer items and or just player items. Just it's more to give back to the community who's helping us the most. Who's who's in the server? Who's giving their time to the server? Who's enjoying it? Um, we, we we do keep track. We have trackers um, on our servers where we can see how long a player has been in our server, that kind of stuff. So we will go off of that. Um, at the same time, it's hard to like just give it to one person, you know what I mean? Because then everyone wants one. But like I said, when that time comes, it's going to be more of a like community vote to see if they're okay with it. Like certain people getting certain items off based off time, or maybe we'll set it to like if you do this many hours in our server, like we'll get you a streamer item 
or a player item. A player item, yeah. yeah. And yeah, that's and that's something that we've been, like discussed in the past. We just we always want to find ways to give back to the community as much as possible because like, they don't have to be here, man. Like all these other games, like they they just expect people to be there, and like they they should be happy that they have people trying it out, right? So like the fact that these people are here, I just want to make sure they're having fun like i just want to make sure that the whole experience is a good time for them and i always want to find opportunities to be able to give back to them whether it be gifts for just being here during beta or giving them gifts for just existing as a person in this server and like dedicating time to it just finding ways to always give back and be able to just kind of incorporate them into the experience and into the development of this server totally it it really is our like focal point here nice so in a month's time, after the beta has come and gone, and you guys are on to the next step of the program, I'd love to have you guys back to talk about the beta, have a beta recap, if you guys are into that. Absolutely. Yeah, love to. Yeah, most definitely. Nice. And with that being said, we've, we've come to our time constraints, so now is your guys' time to say whatever it is you want to say, whether you want to talk about your favorite candy, anything you forgot to say on the show, tell me to go fuck myself. This is your guys' time to say whatever it is you would like to say. <laughs> the floor is yours. Go ahead, Vaughn. I'll let you go first. Uh, Chef Boyardee is a snack, all right? I need to make sure that that is solidified here. Um... Uh, remember that you are appreciated. Remember that you are you are always going to be loved in this community. Uh, you're always going to be cared for. And I want you to know that each and every single one of you, even though life is super, super fucking hard, man, you are unique. You are, there's no one else out there like you. You are the culmination, the amalgamation of all of your experiences in your entire life that have made you the person who you are today. All the good and the bad that made you who you are. You know what? Who is awesome. So give yourself a pat on the back and... Don't be so harsh on yourself. Celebrate the little things. Do something that you love every single day and know that you're always welcome here. That's mine. <laughs> okay. Uh, for me, man, I just want to thank uh, 8-Bit, man. I appreciate you having us, dude. I really do, man. That's my first podcast, so it was kind of fun, man. I've uh, taken many uh, podcasts. I want to thank everyone series. just in the whole, whole community, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I got you, man. So, no, it, it was fun having us on here, man. I, I appreciate it, man. It's, uh, it's good exposure, man. It really is. Um, like I said, if you want to, if you want more information on server, it's uh, www.lasthoperp.com. Uh, you can find all the information, link to the Discord, everything in there. If you're interested, if not, enjoy gaming, man. Uh, the gaming community is a strong one, man. It, it helps a lot of people, man, who got mental, got mental health stuff, man. It's a, uh, it's a good community. Absolutely. All right, sick. Yeah. With that being said, you guys go to that website, check this shit out. If you love this type of game, if you like role playing, if you like Daisy, if you just like creating chaos this is the place for you go get yourself some cruel skulls but that being said this has been episode 99 i know holy fuck i can't believe a stoner committed this far into it and with that being said why don't you go outside and touch and or smoke some grass and we'll see you next time on the comms Boop. now we're done that was great <laughs> oh,